Welcome back to Two Guys on Block Island. Now, part two of our interview with Edie Blaine. Well, I'm Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two, two guys, guys on Block Island. What were some of the other big moments on the island where you remember things either coming or going, where it was like, you know, wow, that's really this well, is a big when, deal? Well, when Ranowski... Um, Bought that property, and you know, it's so funny. There was a fellow named Davidson who came here, and he, he bought that property. Which at, property is that? Down on the dock. Oh, okay. Oh, and into Ferry Landings. Oh, gotcha, okay. Yeah. And uh, there was it was um, in a trust, and he bought it. And he also bought uh, a farm up on the southeast part of the island, and he divided it into lots and made a lot of money on it, you know. Because they were pretty lot on the eastern side of the cliff between, well, when you're going halfway up the hill to the southeast light, where you were making a rise, and then the lighthouse, but that's where his property was. Well, he offered it to the town in, um, I can't think when it was. You mean the piece down? But the down, town it- council... Uh, I, I was before I was in uh, politics there. It, the town council turned him down. He offered it for ten thousand dollars. Wow! And they said no, they couldn't afford it. And do you think that was? Would that be? A, I mean, wouldn't it have been nice for the town to own? That? I was going to say, do you think that's a big mistake? I from think. The, oh, from I history? thought it was a terrible mistake. Yeah. But you have to remember, the town had gone into terrible debt. Uh. With the building of the new shore, you know, the, the boat. And it was not successful, and they had to pay an enormous amount of money back, and it took wait, an awful long time. Wait, what? Now, so, is that one of the, a ferry? The, so the town tried to build they, its yeah, own they, boat? The town decided to own its own boat. Oh, I didn't know that. It was that. called the new shore. Okay. And it was not successful financially, so they they lost all took the money. Bath, yeah. And it had to be paid back. Okay. So it took a while for the town to dig itself out of the financial yes, and hole. I, and I think the council was very aware of that. And I think it sort of frightened them right. from taking advantage. That was, I mean, just think of having that. Yes. Yeah. But like, so the timing was off on Timing's the everything. Timing is say. everything. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is you have to learn how to sometimes take a leap, even if you're doubtful. I went one time with Keith Lewis to uh, a conference in Texas, and I can't remember the man's last name, but his I think his name first name was Robert, but he built um, Columbia, the planned city in Maryland. Yeah. Where everything was perfectly planned. Yeah. Have you read of it? I know of these these things that they were building. He yeah, probably, a yeah, few but, of them. Yeah. But he gave us he gave a talk at that conference. And it was, he said something that I always remembered when I was first warden. You have to dare to take a leap. Sometimes. It's good advice. Yep. It's, it's true. true. Very it's, true. You know, true. no risk, no reward. Is yeah. Another That's saying, right. and it's kind That's of right. along the. Almost everybody who has great success has had great failure too. Like you, you sure. You're not and, every and, every leap is not going to land no. on your feet. No, but without making them, you don't. But know. if you don't take the chance, 
That's right. You'll never know. And sometimes it's very successful. Yeah. No risk, no reward. That's right. right? So that was the pivotal point where the, that was that. So when the town declined to buy that ferry landing lot down there. Well, it just sort of, you know, languished and then. John Ranowski bought it. And he, he took was, the leap. He was so <laughs> he proud of it. You know, I had a wonderful working relationship with him. He was a man that, you know, when I was first warden, if there was something that I thought needed attending to or changing, he, he would say, well, I think we could do that. Or no, that's not on the, that's not on the docket right now. And, uh, I would say to him, do you want a letter from the town? No, no, no. He says, we'll just have a handshake, and he says, I'll take care of it. That's it. That was good enough back in those days. A handshake was was just as good as a legal document. I mean, so I'd put my hand out, and I'd say, thank you for the tour, John. But he would look (laughs) at it, and he'd say, isn't this wonderful? You know, he looked at it, and Uh, he he was so proud of himself. Well, and now is he... Were there brothers that both own ferry companies? Was there two Ranowskis? No, he has a lot of children. Oh, okay. And grandchildren. But they ran, uh, didn't they do a tugboat business? They had a lot of boating oh, businesses. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he was smart enough to buy in the, at the Thames River. And the, that's New London? And, of course, one son, I think, um, has the, um, they call it a ferry, that goes over to um, New York. Orient, Orient Point. Orient Point. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I feel there's different renounces. But I mean, just think of things. the foresight in buying that property. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, with the boat yard and everything. Yep. Yeah. That's what they do still to this day, yeah. do a lot of the work on the ferries. Yeah, you that's know, right. All winter they go in and, and out. And, there and, you know, he was a big, strong fellow. And he and he, had, he told me he'd started out in the, as a miner. Uh, you know, coal mines, I think, and uh, how hard he had worked as a youngster. Wow. And that's right across from the, where they build the submarines now, right? Yeah. 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 That's some foresight. Imagine, th- what, yeah, that, imagine so. what that land is worth. Oh, oh my I, gosh. Uh, oh. Well, a lot more yeah. than $10,000. I'd, <laughs> I'd say a pretty penny. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, when, so what was, so that's kind of like through the 50s and tourism started to kind of, how was it the 60s It was in the 60s, 70s. I think, yeah. the early 60s that yeah. he bought it. And then I think the, um, he had the idea of the Stern Loader. I think that came in the late 60s. Yeah. And there were, there were we've, we've talked to a few people. The Manatees and the Manitou. Yeah. We've t- do you remember oh, yeah. when those arrived and oh, the truck started big coming? big deal when those arrived. Big deal, yeah. right? How so? What was that like? Was it almost as important, as, as exciting as oh, when the fire yeah. truck Oh, yeah. I mean, here? we were so excited. But once you took that boat, you knew it had built-in seasick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, both of them are terrible. I skills. just had this conversation yesterday with somebody. Yeah. Really? I, yeah. me- I yeah. remember Phoebe uh, Hauser, so, uh, Crystal's mother. She was on the boat with me. It was a terrible trip. And she went to the ladies' room. So just as she went to the ladies' room, she the the boat took a sea, and she had was hanging on to the door, and the door threw her one way, and then it went the other and threw her the other way. And she was came out of there. She was swearing a blue streak. She said, 
goddamn boat. She said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, built in six minutes. She was so mad. <laughs> and it was tight quarters in there. I, yeah, it was yeah. It was inside that was not much room. You, no, there you, was you were, very little room. You better like the people you're sitting with because you're <laughs> You're getting cozy one oh, way or the other. Yeah. Wow. And we were talking about it because somebody was complaining about, and, you know, it's not necessarily a complaint of mine, but how busy it is now even in the off season on block island it's like you know and for some people i understand that you know you 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 came here for the way it was and now it's changing and i said well maybe they should throw the manitou back on for a couple of winters that would, that <laughs> and would probably and yeah. let them really see what a yeah, sea trip would, is yeah. would, i think yeah. the response was well that would thin out the herd a little <laughs> it's, it is so funny because even when i was younger and living here if you got on a boat in March, and it was still sometimes the Manitou or the Manatee, and yeah. you know, you're lucky if there was 15 people on the boat with you. Now you can get on the boat the middle of the winter in between the workmen, and I mean, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people back and forth now. You would never even know it. I have a dumb question that came into my mind. So, if that was when Ranowski bought that and and started the you know the the ferry business. Who? How? How did it work before that? Did the boats dock in on the inner harbor? By well, there were no docks there. It right, so the, they went in. Yeah, New Harbor. To the only? no, the town dock. The which is the oh, which is now the the, the old harbor, right by. Uh, oh, now I'm having balance in front of balance. Thank you. <laughs> that was the main dock. So yeah. the boat would the boat. That's would, the town dock. So. Was it the ta- was the ferry run by the town or was it still a private boat? No, it was run by the town. So, oh, still is is the harbor master. And his but what about the ferries that would come in and out of there and dock there? Were those well, owned they, by the town? They, they paid the town. Okay, so they so it was the privately owned ferry that yeah. would use the town dock and pay the town yeah. to dock there. Yeah. Okay. In the same way with the boats that they came in to tie up and uh, yeah, right overnight, right? Okay. Fishermen. And then when I was younger, the New London Ferry still came into New Harbor. Was there other ferries that I don't remember? That yeah, were- there were. There were um, the, actually, the boat that came from Providence that I remember the most was, um, uh, the. I remember the Chauncey Depew. And I can't remember if, oh, she was a beautiful boat. And what a whistle. Oh, you were, and she was fast, and and she would come up the West Beach, and she they always blew when they were coming up at the West Beach, so that people would know that the boat was coming, and then they could go down pick people up. They don't blow the boats anymore. They don't have those lovely whistles. Of course, she was steam, so she had a beautiful steam whistle. And that now would, they have a beep beep. And that, <laughs> <laughs> burr, burr. Yeah. yeah, it has no character at all. Yep. And that would dock at Payne's Dock. Yeah. Okay. And then there was the Pemaquid that used to come from New London. And uh, there was the Nelsico. And the Nelsico came from Providence, stopped in Newport, and um, came to Old Harbor. And before that, it was the Mount Hope. Wow. In the Mount Hope Dock. When I was a kid, we used to take the New London, which was, I think the boat was called the Block Island. It was the big, big one. Big, and the name of it was the Block Island. And we would. I don't remember know. that. Yeah, well, maybe they changed the name. I don't know, but it was big. And it would come into Payne's Dock, like you said, mm-hmm. but on schedule. And if that I thing remember was- the, the Pemaquid was the one that I remember most. 
going to New London. I just remember it was so cool that they would, it was a big, they would do that big whistle and then it would back out. And yeah. And this big, slow turn. <laughs> like you'd, your arm would get tired from waving goodbye because it took about three or four minutes for it to oh, come yeah. around and go, to start heading back out again. You're like waving and waving and waving. Like, and I don't know. There yeah. must be thousands of pictures of people waving from that dock. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We used to buy saltwater taffy at the yeah the taffy at the taffy then, and we'd throw it. You'd throw it off the boat, and yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, really? That was yeah, a, yeah. That was a thing. Oh, you'd that's fun. Throw saltwater taffy. Mr. McWright. Well, I don't know who Mr. McWright and, was. And you know, when I was a kid, uh, Chris came home the other day, and he said to me, "I've always wondered." Uh, he found uh, one of the bottles from the shore, and they they had uh, they were rounded. They weren't you know like something. Like somebody that's round-shouldered, that's the shape that they were. And it said, uh, patent. He said, and I always wondered about it. I said, well, you got to remember that when I was a kid, we didn't have bottles. I used to take um, milk over to the neighbor, and it was in a, a two-quart bucket. And peanut butter came in a bucket. And lots of uh, lard came in a bucket. And uh, things like that, and and uh, it's funny when you think back how unusual it was to have a bottle. I mean, when glass bottles came in for milk, oh, I mean, it was such a boy, it was a revelation. Revolutionary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who would have thought? I mean, we went in and we bought at the store, and it was put in a paper bag: sugar, salt, oh, you were oatmeal. Just- they weren't individual packages. They were put oh, in. Oh, so you could order it like a deli meat. Yeah. You would say, I need yeah. a half pound of yeah, oats. They had a scoop and a weigh. They would weigh it, and it would be tied with a string. The only thing I know that's still like that is nails. If you go but to the hardware know, store and you buy yeah. nails, you put them in the paper bag, and they yeah, weigh it on the scale. That's right. And, you know. Oh. And think all about, those little things. And you, now I feel like maybe someday we might head back in that direction with conservation, and I mean, with all of the plastic and everything that's going into oh, landfills. I, know. I hate that plastic. So I mean, people are starting to bring their own uh, grocery bags to the grocery store these yeah. days. So who knows? We might. There's go nothing back that new way. under the sun. Everything comes around full circle. Yeah, what, sometimes somebody says, "What goes around comes around." That's right. This is true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, plastic has its place. There's a oh, lot of saying, there's a lot of good. Uh, a lot of lives are saved with medical equipment. Oh yeah, plastic. I'm not like but, you know. But the poop, but so on a much. St- no, but you should because so much of it now is you know just use and toss. Yeah. Even and recycling's great, but it's still it's yeah. a lot of energy. I though, save you know. everything when the soap goes down to a sliver. I moisten it and get it softened up, and I put it on the new. New bar. Oh, oh yeah. You join them together. I clean out the the mayonnaise jar. I clean out. Chris said to me the other day, I had a, um, a thing of uh, copper cleaner. It's I clean the copper bottoms on my pans. And he says, boy, you got the last smidge out of that. I said, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> Waste not, one not. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, that seems to be a concept that's been lost over the years. What was it? There was a verse that said, um, use it up. I can't think of it. Use it up, wear it out, make it do, or do without. 
There you go. That's a good one. I like that. I feel my parents used to say that to me a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I even find myself sometimes I'm ashamed, you know, getting on the boat to go to the mainland and I'm like, oh, I think I'm forgetting something. And I say, ah, that's okay. I'll just, if I forgot something, I can pick up a new one. Right. You know, and we become those, you that, know, I'm yeah. trying not to be that person. I you know? hear what you're but saying. It's like, it's a disposable world. I, you know, there was a, there was a time where there was a giant push to get people to buy and shop and buy and shop. And they started making things, I believe, conspiracy theory, intentionally to wear out where you used to be able to buy things that would last well, there's 30 no question. years. And now they want you to have something that breaks in three Appliances or four years. Appliances. Yeah. Are, I know. You know. You know. You could buy a radio. You know, my grandfather had the same radio for 35 years, yeah. and now you buy, you know, something like that. What do they say? That you, they don't make them like they used to. Yeah. I, I say about my washing machine, I say, sweetheart, I'll never overload you. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really old school top loader, and it's old. Yeah. And uh, my plumber friend was working for me, working on something down there. He goes, don't ever get rid of this yeah. thing. It's just got like one knob, one button. And, you know, yeah. says, as long as it doesn't leak. No keep, bells and whistles. Nope, nothing, nothing. Yeah. When the when the lightning strikes, it doesn't fry anything. You know, there's no, no. you know, no. you know, uh, you know, for years when the power was not that great here, you'd have a power surge and you'd lose oh, I know. anything oh, with a computer. Yeah. You know, it's been good since they've done a lot of upgrades. Oh, yeah. They've know. done a lot of upgrades. Yeah. yeah. yeah much better. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what uh, what 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 places did you when you were. Did you like to hang out at any of the taverns around town when you were in, you know, your twenties? Or no did you hanging go out? around. No hanging around any taverns. I'll tell you. I okay. Can't. My mother, that was a strict rule. Don't you dig when the yellow kittens or okay. the royal? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the royal I, and kittens. Oh, the yeah. royal and the yellow kittens. Yeah. But you know, you got in today's world, people went out and had dinner. Uh huh. We never went out and had dinner. Right. You couldn't afford it. Yeah. I so still then, can't afford it. <laughs> right. So to go out and waste your money in a tavern where you don't even get a meal, you're just, yeah. that would be just. I would not, never thought of it. Yep. Okay. And you said Yellow Kittens and the Royal, were those like the two hot spots oh, for, they were very, for trouble? Oh, they were very good hot spots. <laughs> <laughs> they were, and I don't think I, I must have been 40 when I went into the Kittens <laughs> I did that I didn't feel rather nervous. Okay. Really? So they yeah. were a little. They yeah. they were a little rough. Den, my mother would say they're dens of iniquity. Dens of iniquity. Dens of iniquity. Yeah. She was yeah. funny that way, you know. She yeah. was very, very careful. And then yeah. you came so far because then I think I recall you were the uh, what do they call it? The Grand Marshal of the St. Oh, Patty's yeah, Day. Oh yeah, was the Grand Marshal of the St. Patty's Day? It, uh, no, not St. Patty's oh, Day. Oh, the parade. Uh, July fourth. When I went, yeah. you know, when I was town clerk, I was sixteen years town clerk, and each year at budget time, I would say to the council, "Couldn't you please have something for the Fourth of July?" No, we can't afford it. Well, the first thing I did when I got to be town warden, it was in December, and I said to the council. There's something I would like you to indulge me in. And I said, for 16 years, I've tried to have something, a celebration for the 4th of July. And I never have been able to do it. But this year, I would like to um, appoint a fun committee to see if they can arrange something, some program. 
Well, from that, uh, we had a, a little tiny parade the first year in 1985, <laughs> a little straggly thing. But then the next year, the um, the people on the committee said, we'd like to be incorporated and be free from the political arena and be a 301C so people could give to it, you know, and things like that. So they did that themselves, and they became free from the town. So in 1989, when I was no longer the um, first warden, they asked me to be grand marshal. Oh, I tell you, I could have died of delight. And I went to uh, Mr. Gunter, who owned the Old Town Inn, because they always used to have beautiful floats. And he he really fussed, and he got you you know costumes for all of them in in uh, that would apply to the float, and he took it very seriously. And I said, I've got to have some kind of a costume. I'm not just going to go and sit there and say hello, hello. <laughs> and I said, this is a big deal. So he said, I'll take care of it. He said, they'll call you, and they'll ask you for me- your measurements. I never had such many measurements in my life. They took it from my elbow to my wrist. They took it from my wrist to my shoulder, from my elbow to my shoulder, and the same with my legs and everything else. And I, uh, the costume came, and he called me, and he said, come, come. I told him I wanted something that was red and white. So I got this red and white striped dress that fit like a second skin because they'd taken so many measurements but with it was a hat oh my god the hat <laughs> big hat with decorations on it. it was a sort of a cream color and melanie my granddaughter took one look at this she said oh grandma look at that hat i said yes i said that's worth everything and i had the best time they came and they had a a, a lincoln continental uh jim murphy my neighbor down here, uh, at a Lincoln Continental uh, Red with uh, suicide doors. Oh, yeah. And it, they came for me, and it had my name, Edie, on the windshield. Oh, I thought I'd die of delight. Well, that's <laughs> and I was, I was in that parade. But, uh, you, know, you know, you hear t- people, uh, performers say it was a good audience. Yeah. When I went around the national corner, in that car, of course, I had my arms out saying Happy Fourth of July to everybody, and the the uh, porches were packed on the surf and the national. I mean, there was a, a feeling that came that just seemed to lift you right up in the air. I, I can see why performers say, you know, a good audience, and a good audience can do that. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, it was one of the best days of my life. Wow. Other than having my kids. <laughs> oh, well, man. That's the awesome. The Grand Marshal of the Grand Marshal. Well, you deserve it because it I sounds like. You, I, I think you single-handedly started the parade. You right. know, or got the parade off the ground. That's so true. To speak. And, you know, uh, I used to for years be on the committee, and I was always in charge of. Uh, uh, donations and uh, some people on the committee said I can't go and ask for money I said listen it's easy I said it's not for you 
It's for the enjoyment of everybody. And I said, if they ask me how much should I give, I say, not too much. You can give whatever you want. We'll accept it. Or whatever is small, we'll accept that. It's perfect. I said, we'll all enjoy it. Yeah. Every little bit helps. That's that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I think they should throw you another parade. (laughs) Just for you. (laughs) No, I'm too old. Edie Blaine Day. (laughs) I'm too old. All right. I don't get that vibe, but you're too old. I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually enjoying this. I'm all right from the neck up. It's the neck down. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I would say, you know. you're, You're very. Complimentary. You're so sharp. You really are. It's your memory. Like when he asked you the kids you graduated high school with, and you pulled them all out. I yeah. mean, that's pretty good. I, know. I, I, I don't good. think I can name seven people I graduated. Yeah, with. every but. once in a while, Chris will ask me something, and I, I was going down the neck the other day, and there was someone, so and, and uh, sometimes I can remember it, and sometimes I can't. And uh, but it'll come to me. I mean, that happens to us too. Oh, yeah. We're just a, you yeah. know. Where I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm forgetful now. I don't. What can I ask? What in your time was there any other big moments while you were first warden, like big changes to the island, or what was what was one of the big issues during that oh, time? When I you know, you have to look back and see what was going on between um, 1970 and 1980, because there was so much that went on then. The sewer was built. There was great opposition to the sewer. I mean, it was going to be the death of everybody. Uh, what do you mean by it would be? It would have so much expansion that we couldn't stand it. But we're getting to that now. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I looked at the rendition of what the Filippi family wants to do at Ballads, and I'm saying to myself, where's the water going to come from for all of that? I think somebody just uh, got denied. They tried to connect. might have been something to do with the new project downtown. I, okay. I honestly can't remember, but I know a big one asked to but add But they on. have two projects they want. They want one yeah. at the Manassees and one at Ballads. And that was the opposition was by putting in the luxury of a sewer system, you'd open it wide That's up. Right. Then people could add That's so right. many hotel rooms mm-hmm. and so many more yeah. things. Yeah, there were a lot there was a lot of fighting over it and and uh, there was a lot of fighting over the fire uh, building, you know, the department building. Yep. And uh, it was turned down after two years of study by the centenary committee and um, all the information they got from the organizations and and uh, they had to buy a steel building because that's all they could afford. Yeah. I was I went in as town clerk when that was turned down. I couldn't believe it. They needed an extra forty thousand dollars, and they turned it down. And and the same thing, you know, with the sewer, because we were delayed so long, we lost a lot of our grants. So what was supposed to cost us four hundred thousand in tax money, cost us over a million. And I remember saying to the man at Industrial National Bank, I said, you know, John, I have trouble <laughs> absorbing one million of debt for the town. I said, because, of course, I'm a depression kid, too. And uh, he said, well, just think it's it's only money. Edie. I said, yeah, it's only <laughs> money, but it's what we're going to have to pay back. Right. But yeah, we lost yeah. out on that. We lost out on the fire building. Because nobody had enough vision to say, we need this. Yep. And they, um, 
similar thing happened with the, the cable that we now have. You know, that when it was first proposed, it was a very affordable proposal to run a cable from the mainland, and they didn't do it. And then and what that company made. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. But I mean, the, the um, land for the um, medical center was bought. Because remember, the uh, you may not remember, but the people that owned it, um, the, the committee tried to get the just the building itself, the house, and he said he wouldn't sell it unless he could sell the whole thing. Oh, so that there were two lots? Was there yeah, the house where the doctor's office was? The, it goes way down in the back. So the doctor's house now, which when I was a kid, was that yeah. was the actual doctor's but the, office. But the building... But the new medical facility was yeah. on an empty lot, yeah. and the same people owned. So they were having trouble, and I said, of course we're going to ask them. We'll buy the whole thing because it makes sense to buy it with today's money. Yeah. And now they have enough land, they can expand. So I, I really was pleased about that. Well, and if you were going to buy the doctor's house building— you would have this lot between the school, which the town already owns. No, and, it was down you know. in the back that they owned. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So the lots but go this way. But I tell you, if you have the land, then you have many more options of, of doing things. I don't think anybody who pushed to buy land on Block Island made a mistake. <laughs> you know, no, it, was, it, was the right, it was the right Good choice. Call. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of buying things, let's check in with our sponsors and maybe you can buy some stuff from them. <laughs> Hey, Rich. Yeah? I am starving right now. So I want to go somewhere that's intimate, but has really great food and kind of a fun atmosphere. So you know what? I think I'm going to head down to Eli's. Well, they got to be doing it right. They've been there since 1994. Yeah. And well, you know, a big part of it is because uh, Chef Erica is always there and she's making some of the greatest dishes on this island. Oh, they got some real island favorites in my book. The tuna nachos, the arugula salad with warm goat cheese. How can you go wrong? Totally. And you know what's really cool is that the dishes are crafted with fresh local ingredients. Yeah. And the menu, you know, it changes too. They have exciting seasonal changes to the menu. So, you know, what you find on there in the spring, it, it'll be different by the fall. Yeah. And they're always great no matter what they're. But hey, you know what I really love doing is sitting at the bar because they have an amazing wine list. And when Rosemary's bartending, she makes a Rosarita, if you know what I'm saying. Uh -huh. And she also rich. Here's one of the things she does. She makes martinis with just the right amount of ice shavings floating on the top oh i love that sheen you know along with partners brad and ann Martins, eli's features a warm friendly staff of local island service industry veterans and they're there and they're going to make sure that your experience is absolutely perfect and they've got an extended season march to november and then they open back up for new year's yeah i've been there for new year's it's fun cool so, but they don't take reservations so you will notice because it's so great there's a line out the door yeah i'm going to check the menu first online at eli's BlockIsland.com. Hey, Rich, do these bell bottoms make me look fat? Bell bottom? Oh, wait. It must be Monday, and you're going to disco night at Captain Nick's. Well, yeah, of course I'm going to disco night at Captain Nick's. I'm the DJ, man. <laughs> I got to be there. That place is so much fun. So much fun. And the fun doesn't end after Monday, because on Tuesday and Wednesdays, we have dueling pianos, followed by Dr. Westchesterson's sloppy seconds. What are sloppy seconds? Well, that's when I play the piano for the rest of the drunk people there at the end of the night. Oh, that sounds fun in itself. And Thursdays, they've got live acoustic acts and full bands and DJs. Yeah. And Friday and Saturday afternoons, we have acoustic 
acoustic acts on the deck at 5.30. Uh, Fridays are Delaney, and then Saturdays are buddy Rob Davis. And then Friday and Saturday nights, they've got the best live bands on Block Island, like Derek and the Fun Bags, The Blushing Brides, Fever, Neil and the Vipers, West End Blend, and the High and Mighty Brass Band, just to name a few. Yeah, and uh, the bands aren't over just because Friday and Saturday night ends. On Sunday afternoons, the Young Guns take the stage on the deck at 5.30. Sunday fun day, and what if you're hungry? They got food, right? Yeah, for sure. All right, so they've served food out of Captain Galley seven days a week, including some late night grub. So, you know, if you're hungry, stop in late night and grab a bite. Yeah, and if you want to check out the full entertainment schedule, let's just head over to CaptainNick'sBI.com. Cooler? Check. Ice? Check. Drinks? Check. That's everything. All right, let's head down to Fishworks. All right, I'm excited for this trip. I am too. And I, you know what's cool about Fishworks is, I mean, hey, today we're going to go out and try and catch some uh, striped bass, right? But you can get bluefish, fluke, sea bass, bonito, whatever's in season. Yeah, you can book a light tackle or fly fishing morning charter with Captain Chris for up to three people. Right. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. I invited some friends, so we might have to go out on the Harley with Captain Hank because uh, they do half trips and full day trips for up to six people. Oh, and Captain Hank is a hoot. And, of course, the shop, you know, the Fishworks Tackle Shop, they have everything you need, including points. If you don't want to go on a charter, they can sell you what you need, tell you where to go and how to do it. Yeah, totally. I think I might pick up uh, a hat and a T-shirt, too, because their merchandise is so on point. Yeah, good-looking stuff. They're located at 40 Ocean Avenue, and they're open every day in season and great merchandise. They really do have some cool stuff. And uh, if you want to check it out online, you can purchase all year long at www.bifishworks.com. All right. How cool is that? Ah, I love it. All right. Let's go catch some fish. You know, I was thinking of going out to dinner tonight, but I changed my mind and I'm cooking at home after opening the B.I. Times and seeing the latest recipe from Pam Gelsomini and Dish Off the Block. Oh, yeah. I love that column. But you know what? I found out Dish Off the Block isn't only in the Block Island Times. She's got a whole blog at dishofftheblock.com. There you can purchase Pam's new line of Dish Off the Block spices, including Superbly Herbly, Chow Bella, and Raging Cajun. Yeah, not only that, tons of recipes like that Superbly Herbly Striped Bass, uh, Apricot Ginger Sticky Ribs over Shiitake and Leek Fried Rice, uh, uh, she's got mussels and chorizo, parmesan, cream sauce. I mean, those are just a couple of them. Yeah, and you know what? I've also seen that she has a cookbook out called What Can I Make With This Frickin' Chicken? And it's got 50 tried and true recipes using ingredients commonly found in any kitchen, really. Yeah, and those meals, I've made a few of them. They are worthy of a five-star restaurant. They really are. They're very easy. They're approachable. You know, if you're just a novice chef, sometimes, you know, you get scared away by these big, fancy recipes. Not here. Anyone can make these, and that's what's so cool about them. Yeah, check her out. Check out Pam, all her stuff. You go to dishofftheblock.com. You can read the blog. You can shop the spice rack. You can purchase a cookbook or just find something great to make for dinner tonight. Ooh, now I'm getting hungry. I'm always hungry. <laughs> I got here in the mid to late 90s for summers to work. And uh, the big uh, controversy that I stepped into or, or was first aware was uh, the high-speed ferry, which was going to be brand new. They were whether or not to allow a high-speed ferry to come in. And I just remember that was, at the time, a very controversial thing, you know, <laughs> for some reason. There's I been guess. many controversies, I'll tell you. They didn't go quietly. <laughs> no, they certainly haven't. No, well, so. I, I, I feel like as soon as there's not a controversy, somebody can churn one up somewhere. You can turn almost anything into a controversy. Yeah, the most innocent know? thing, and yeah. then it's yeah. gone bingo. I heard they're not going to carry hot dogs at the Block Island Grocery anymore. What? what? How can we not have hot dogs? Yeah. You know, they, they'll find a way to argue do about you, something. Do you, 
Edie, do you think things get blown out of proportion out here sometimes because maybe there's not oh, much there's going no, on? There's no question about that because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the old grapevine that uh, somebody gets it a little bit wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, they can cause great trouble. It's the, but yeah. I must say that uh, one of the things I felt very badly about was the mopeds because we knew instinctively when the first moped came here for for rental that it was the wrong thing. And we tried very hard, and I think that we may have made a mistake in in one way. And I've thought about this and thought about this, and I don't, I don't. There isn't another community that has rental mopeds or along the east, the southern shore of Rhode Island. You don't see rental mopeds, right? Yeah. And it, it, this is the worst place in the world to have them because we have so many blind corners, and we have crowned roads. We do not have engineered roads. And that's why, really, one of the main reasons why we have so many accidents. They're thrown off because it's a crown. Right. Crown road, little sand on and the road. And they're, they're foolish. Corner. You know, the people that get on them shouldn't be on them. Some I of them. I see them yeah. with their little fragile feet sticking out, you know, perfect thing to be hurt. Yeah. I think the last year that the. They've they've done a pretty good job at improving the who you know who they're. I think that impounding mopeds for misbehavior and things like that has been a good move. And but the, it's the idea of them taking up Chapel Street. Yeah, Mike. It's not see a that. good thing. No, no, it's a town road. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a discussion that's been going on ever since. Uh, ever since, uh, yeah. And they, I wonder, yeah. I wonder in the in the nest analysis, if the if the town had asked for not just banning mopeds but rental mopeds, we might have gotten along better. Yeah, but I'll never know the answer to that. Well, you know, it's not, it wasn't for lack of trying on some yeah, people's right. parts to yeah. get no, and done, I, I guess, and I do but. think that they need governors on them. Because people aren't smart. If they have a couple of beers, they're not thinking clearly. I think they need to put governors on people's brains. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Particularly on the mouth area. Yeah, that would help. Mm, I think they're called muzzles. Lot. We used to call them muzzles back in the day. But people have stepped up and yeah. tried at least to do, bring some to control. Yeah. yeah. You you know, and it's it may not be the ideal use of the word, but you, you can't stop progress. No. Things, things are going to grow and change, and you can only do so much, and, you know. Yeah. And there are other places we have our mopeds. Other places have their other problems that we right. don't have here, you know, and we have to be grateful for what we do and have. I think we know. also we have areas on Block Island that we've succeeded in areas where other communities haven't. For example, all of the... Uh, open space that the uh, Nature Conservancy and the Land Trust has preserved, you know, almost 50% of the island's open spaces are can never be touched, which, uh, you know. Yes, but they also need to stop at some point because okay. we don't have any other taxable income. I see what you're saying. So you mm, think. And the land. Okay, wow. so you don't think well, conserving no all ma- of it. There's no manufacturing here. Well, that's true. That's okay, true. All we've yeah, got yeah. is tourism, I guess, right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the, so the revenue from that land would equal a lot of tax dollars if it was yeah. if it had houses on well, it. That's one. Yeah. That's that is. So one there's a good point. balance yeah. there. So we. Yeah, they yeah. they need to look forward a little more than they're doing. Okay, I think it's self governing right now though because there's not that much left to you know. It doesn't seem that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that 
I don't think there's a whole lot of land out there that's up for appealing, grabs. appealing to the conservancy anyway. Like they, right. they don't want to buy a half an acre between five houses, you know. Right. So yeah. I think we're reaching the point where there's, you know, going to be that point. I mean, I'm glad they've done what they've done. Sure. And it's done a great job. But you can never, unless you have some kind of safeguard, there's no way that you can be sure of that. Yeah. 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 I've learned I can't be sure of much at all. You know, I, yeah. I, you think you can be sure about something and suddenly it changes. Yeah. What do they say? You know, There's only one sure thing. <laughs> yep. You know you're going to go sometime. Yep, that's right. <laughs> My father said, when the old man upstairs says come, you go. That's right. That's about it. Yeah. yeah there's no saying no to that. <laughs> so, you, so you've told us about the phone company. That was your first job. And was it right after that that you went to work as a town clerk? Or? No, no. I, it was after Ed died. Ed died, and my husband, Ed, uh, died in 1965. And I left the island thinking that I might not ever be back and because uh, I had two kids to take care of and no real training for anything. And I went to where the, the town where my sister was living in Massachusetts, and went and interviewed for a job and got a job. And uh, we rented an apartment. And when it came June, I said to the doctor that I was working for, uh, I said to him, you know, um, it's coming summer and I'm going to have to go back to Block Island. He said, what do you mean you have to go back to Block Island? I said, well, I can't stay in the Berkshires for the summer. And uh, <laughs> I said, I have to go back to Block Island. Well, he says, you know, you won't have a job if you uh, leave. I said, I can't help that. I'll have to find another one. And I came to Black Island, <laughs> fixed the house up and cleaned it up and, and got it ready for rental. Kids went off to camp. And uh, in the fall of that year, I had an offer to work part-time at the school. So we had a family conference, and I said, do you think that you'd rather be here on Block Island? Peter says, I'm not cut out for apartment building uh, residence. I said, I'm sure the people downstairs would agree with you. <laughs> because you would come up those stairs, and you could hear it. If you turned the switch on downstairs, you could hear it upstairs. It was terrible, the apartment. And Peter would come up those stairs, and I'd say, Peter, couldn't you just be a little softer when you come up the stairs. I said, the people down there must be having a fit. And she had a new baby, and she was nice as could be. But I said to her, I'm so sorry. I cannot teach him that he can't stomp up the floor stairs that way. <laughs> so we came home, and they, just, they said, no, we'd rather be back on Block Island. So we came back to Block Island, and uh, in October I went up and cleaned up the apartment and brought all my stuff home. And um, in 1966, I had an, uh, an offer to run for town clerk. And I, I did. I ran, but I didn't win. And uh, so then in 1968, I tried again, and I won. Is the town clerk position still an electable position? Yeah, it was then. It but it's not now, now right? Not now. No, now it's, it's a, a hired position. It's appointed by the, um, by the town council. Council. Okay. I don't know whether it's a council. Uh, but upon yeah. recommendation, I guess, of the manager. I well, don't but know. back then it was an elected, you had to run yeah, for the spot. Yeah, I had to run for election every every two years. Wow. 
<laughs> Oof. And after your time as town clerk and then town manager, um, you still stayed active, though, and went well, to town. Well, I said I was only 60. Right. I couldn't really <laughs> Right, retire. right, right. Obviously. Uh-huh. Wait, much too young. I was only 60. Of course. Uh, and so I, I said I have to do something else. And I had had my uh, uh, real estate license because when my sister had the ragged sailor downtown, we uh, formed a corporation called Ragged Sailor Realty. And, and I'm just going to fill in for our listeners who may not remember. The Ragged Sailor is, I think it's Oddfellows Hall It now. was in the Oddfellows. It was right next to the Star Department store, yeah. and that was called the Ragged my, Sailor. My sister and uh, Diana Stevens bought it for $10,000. Oof. Wow. But my mother had been renting the lower floor for her bakery. Do you remember her bakery? No. No, see, it was Janet's Kitchen. Oh, the thing she made in there. Kids today remember it, you know, that are in their 60s, and they say, oh, I can remember going down there to get cookies and hot buns. Oh, we'd sit on the steps at the Ragged Sailor and eat them up. <laughs> and uh, so she, she had that until the 70s. But then Eileen and I, Diana Stevens formed, a, in fact, in this last week's Black Island Times, Martha Ball did a very nice article about the Ragged Sailor, and you should read it. Okay. And, uh, they had that until my sister got sick in 1978. She died, and we sold the building in 1979. Diney didn't want to keep it. She said, I can't do it without Eileen, and... Uh, she said, "I think the building should be sold. I think, I think we sold it for seventy nine thousand. Wow, wow! You wow. wouldn't buy it for that today. No, I don't think uh, so. Yeah, no. But Probably it was really the first gallery that uh, had operated on the island. Groundbreaking, wow. yeah. Again, but after I got through ladies. as as the first warden, I I said I can't just be sitting around. I've got to do something. So I said." I got a friend, uh, Gwen, and she and I had uh, were the same age, and we formed um, offshore property. Yep, in, I remember that. Yeah, in 1989. And How many other realtors were here at that time? Oh, there were quite a few. Yeah. Block on Realty, uh, Sim Atwood, uh, Ballot Hall. Um, and so did you focus on summer rentals or sales or yeah, both? Yeah, summer rentals and sales. Yeah. And um, we had that little office behind uh, the Kelly building on the corner of Connecticut and Ocean Avenue. And then we moved over to the Spartan, which is still there. Yeah. Which one, Where's the Spartan? Oh, that's where? That was the, next, the house, the building next door. And how long did you operate the... Uh, Real estate company for? Uh, I, I, I bought and went out in 1993 because she really didn't like the, the um, business and it was lopsided. But we had an arrangement where we could do that. And, and I've, we came to an agreement and uh, I bought her out. And then I did it mostly on my own. And uh, until Sue came in and worked f- for a few years for me. But I got through and sold it to um, Robin and Sue, I think it was 1984. Yep. 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 
And did you find at that time people were a little less um, like, and I think it's all part of progress, but nowadays it seems like there's a lot more expectation. Oh, you know, uh, that, compared that to back was, then, there was still the, at that the, time. I feel like people still were content. Two, little the cottage. last two years that I was there, I could see that that was happening. Right. They, people wanted everything to match. They wanted this. They wanted that. Complaints about this. Complaints about the other. And you know, I said to them, "You're in a a community that is not, you know." Martha's Vineyard or, or Nantucket. We're not in that. We're not the size. People used to come here for the beauty of the place and kept it that way. And where you stayed was more like the cabin on a cruise ship. You didn't stay in the cabin. No. You just That was where you slept. Yeah. And had, yeah. You yeah. made a little something to eat. You know? I mean, it's, people say to me today, when they were kids and they came to these places that had an outhouse and a, a pump in the, in the kitchen, the best years of their lives were spent in those summers. Yeah. That's, uh, that's I th- you know. I feel like people, some people these days just need to suck it up and toughen up a little bit. Well, they, they I don't know what it is. I, I think that on the mainland, some of these places, things are, have been too accessible. Yeah, right. and they want more. What to what end? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I don't think you're supposed to have every wish granted. Right, things are too immediate right now. Yeah, you just. I mean, yeah. there's no waiting around for anything. Do you no. remember? You know, when no, you, they gotta have it right yeah. away. Right, right. And did you? Ever, and we're not that. We're not that kind of town. And who imagined the prices of real estate oh. now? On Block Island, you know, the houses. And I don't think it's know. good. No. It really isn't. I wonder if it's going to stay. The one thing about Block Island, I've seen the mainland and what I would call a normal or average community. I've seen it swing where prices go up, then they swing back a little bit. I don't think Block Island ever swings back. It just kind of keeps jumping up <sighs> and up. But Don't worry, it will. Yeah. All right, I believe things, you. Things always go, I mean, it was a great thriving summer place and then hurricanes and wars come and, I mean, look at the mess that we've got over there now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the world yeah. grows smaller. Yes. Yeah, it does. Yes. It certainly does. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to that we could? Yeah, that, you can tell us. You can tell us, too. If you want to keep talking, we can. If you'd like I to. want to tell you about one of the people that I think was the most important on Buck Island. Sure. And that was Elizabeth Dickens. And um, unfortunately, you people have not known of her much, but she was wonderful. And I learned so much from her as did many generations before me and a few after me. And uh, she taught us bird study. Now, we had bird study once a month as part of our curriculum at school. And Miss Dickens would come, and she would spend an hour with us, and she would bring the birds. We had a bird collection. If you've never seen the bird collection, you should go and see it. Where's that located? It's at the school, and it's, they have special cases for the birds. I have one bird in there, and I oh, how I tried to get a bird. But you have to remember that Block Island 
There were no freezers then. There right. was no way to get something quickly to the mainland if you wanted to. So every bird that I would try and try to get from from Miss Dickens, she would say, this bird is not perfect enough and I have no way to keep it, or it's already in the collection. So um, she said, um, you keep trying and you'll get one. And I finally did. Okay. When I was 14, I got a piping plover. Oh, you did? And it's in there, and it's with Miss Dickens' very distinctive handwriting. But, you know, she gave us a a background, and we didn't know how important it was. But each week, or each month when she'd come, uh, she would have a bird from the collection, and she would hold it up. And she would say to us, now, for instance, the meadowlark, the meadowlark, she would say, you see how pretty he is? And he has a beautiful yellow breast, and he has a black necklace on. And he said, when he flies, you see two white patches at the end of his tail. And when he's in the meadow, he sings a song, and she would whistle the song, and it would say, you can't see me. You can't see me. And uh, she told us by vision, plumage, sound, and flight. She would tell us how the birds went, the swallows, she said, were the acrobats of the air. And they truly are. And a lifetime of delight. And so many people are envious of that. I find throughout my life, and what a what a uh, a thing it's been for me. Last year, when COVID was restricting everybody, and there was very little give and take, and I was confined mostly to home, but I would find that every day there would be something that I would see, like this spring, Christopher saw the eagle, the the bald eagle. In the tree behind his house. I mean, I spent the afternoon going to the window because I wanted to see him fly. And it was a beautiful day, and his plumage around his head had all, you know, his white plumage had a beautiful rosy color. And do you think he snuck off while I couldn't see him? (laughs) But that has been something. To be in the house, Nancy Pike said to me one day, Oh, Edie, I do envy you being in the house and saying, the um, uh, waxwing is here. I hear the waxwings. Or the red stats have come in August when you hear them outside. Or you hear the swallow and making his little sound. Or you see his swoop. And Miss Dickens used to tell us about the goldfinch. You see he's got his little black beret on. And he's the only bird, she said, that sings in flight. And she said, he says... You can't see me. You can't see me. And she said, you'll notice that his flight has a dip to it. And she said, every time he says, you can't see me, you hear that, and you know that it's a goldfinch. Even if you can't recognize his plumage from where you're standing, you know by its flight what it is. That's a heritage. I don't know of any other community that has that. 
That's amazing. And it is, you know, that's a priceless thing about living on Block Island. You you think about it, and I think about the 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 days that I spent listening to tales being told when people would come and they would visit, and it was conversation, meaningless to anybody else, but meant the world to us. It was our entertainment. We didn't have television. We very seldom had the radio because you had to buy batteries for it, you know, electricity, and we didn't always have the money. So people were the entertainment. And that's, yes, you, know, you depended on one another. And I think there was a skill set. There to was. That. A, I think a lot of that yeah. had people have been made to understand that with the COVID. Oh yeah. 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 The, the, think, fa- yep. the importance yeah. of connections. And connections I, by conversation, not just looking at an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And I yep. think, especially when you touch on the birds, this is a magical place because of the variety of birds that are here. Oh, yeah, because we're on the immigration route. I, I, I think the, the, the contact between Miss Dickens and the fact that she found this place to be the place where she would learn and teach about the birds is an amazing combination because of all those birds, the variety. It mm-hmm. goes on and on and on, mm-hmm. you know, versus certain areas that. But they're the things fun. that are not made for you to be entertained. I mean, now I turn on the television and I say, if they think that's comedy, it's not comedy to me. <laughs> If they think that's comedy, they haven't met my family. (laughs) But I've really felt blessed to be able to be as active as I've been. This year I'm more restricted, but uh, it's been a a nice life. Well, I'm going to say that we've been blessed to have this couple of hours to sit here and talk with you. (laughs) This has really been very nice. Thank you very much. And thanks for having us to your home. (laughs) Thanks for having us in your lovely home. Oh, it's very nice. We usually don't get to do this in places that are as nice as this. Yeah. So (laughs) So, this is fantastic to be in the spot that the stories are being told about. But I think we are going to wrap it up for now. Doesn't mean we can't come yeah, and revisit fine. you again and some hear some more stories. Thing, some remarkable thing may happen, and uh, and you'll say, "Oh, I want her to tell me about that." Absolutely, I I already have. I think there's another visit in here. For I sure. think if I if, if no you'd have us, we'd love that. to chat yeah, again. As long, yeah, as long as you're okay with us, you know. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to uh, do our little wrap up. Thank you so much. Thank you, Edie. Thank you're you very, very, very much. It's been, it's been wonderful. enjoyable. This has Great. been very enjoyable for us. Um, all right. Well, thank you, listeners, for listening. I hope you enjoyed our time with Edie. Uh, as always, you can reach out to us on social media. I'm, you can, I'm sorry, got that mixed up. You can uh, reach out to us by email at twoguysonbi yeah. at gmail.com. And I'll take over with the social media. Yeah, stuff. I mean, you can still get in touch no, with us on right social ahead. media, too, though. You can yeah, message, yeah. whatever. Anyways, uh, follow us on the social media channels, subscribe to the podcast. And uh, tell your friends. I guess that's the big thing, right? That's it. That would be helpful. Great. All right. Well, thank you, Edie. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Thank you, Rich. This was a fun one. This was really nice. All right. Well, I'll catch you next week. All right. Catch you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been wonderful. What shall we do with drunken sailor? What shall we do with drunken sailor? What shall we do with drunken sailor? We're dying no more.